We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Man in the Cannon podcast. I am once again behind the boards, your boy Hooch here in the D-Gen Den, and we also got... Mr. Locon. Mr. Locon coming back at you. We are in the D-Gen Den ready to roll with the Man in the Cannon podcast. Tour. Evening, gentlemen. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to be home in the den. For show, for show. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We've had a lot of games since uh, so many games we talked to you last week, uh, last Tuesday. Uh, we don't have any hockey tonight, so we wanted to come out here and record for you. Hopefully uh, get this out before the next game, uh, which is tomorrow. We got some redemption uh, to seek in tomorrow's seek matchup. Some hopeful, some hopeful redemption from the piss poor uh, performance that we saw last night against Dallas. Yeah, so. pretty bad play. Uh, we were, we've been I, I, interesting stat. We were like um, sixteen and zero against them. Like, like the most, I didn't know that. Man. Yeah, they Crazy. said it on the radio this morning. I was listening to Carpenter. That's and impressive. That was like their first win in the last sixteen games or something. That was crazy. Oh, well, that's even worse. Great, thanks, Eric, for bringing. <laughs> awesome, <on>. yeah. <laughs> Law of averages. That's what I'm saying. It was just. Oh, okay. It's got to be it. It, it wasn't math. Well, it wasn't we, the actual we're gonna play. Win tomorrow yeah. is what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So new we, streak. New streak. We start off that recap right from our last episode was the night that we went uh, or that we played Florida at home first time or first game against Florida. Bobrovsky was back in town. You know, everybody was kind of excited about that. And he gives up. uh, He gave up a couple pretty easy goals, a couple that maybe he kind of wants back. I know Cam Atkinson scored on him. So, you know. Yeah, if that, that says anything about a goalie's performance currently in the current state and the way Cam Atkinson is playing. Yeah. You know that uh, Bobrovsky's probably going to want some of those back. But we give up that goal with like two seconds left in the third freaking period, and it's just like, ugh. We just had to hold. We just I know. had to hold. A little bit lo- a little bit longer, and by a little bit. Two seconds. Two, two seconds. seconds. Another, another point out of that game because we lose in a shootout because, yeah. again, everybody kind of sucks and nobody can, can put it in the back of the net. Yeah, but and we were just sitting here watching the game, and you know we see it hit ten, and we're like, all right, you know, like we can play prevent enough. Like I know it's in their offensive zone, so they can score, but I think we can keep the puck bouncing around. That's all I gotta do. You is know, just, just gotta get it out. Yeah, they couldn't even. Oh, it's just it's frustrating. They we are worse, or we're we're worse with. When we're up a man, and when we're on the man advantage. Oh, yeah. And we are so bad at six-on-five play. Yep. When the other team pulls their goalie. Yep. And that's been a thing for the past like couple of years, too, because you'll remember in that Toronto series in the playoffs last year, uh, Merzlikens gives up – I think he gives up three in the, in the last like five-ish minutes of, yep. of one of those Toronto games, and we end up going to overtime, and eventually Pierre-Luc – puts one in to win it for us but it's like we've had this strange tendency of of not performing well six on five down down a man when the other team pulls our goalie and it's just like and we play even worse up a man yeah and we can't hit an open net hardly ever no right? so it's just but then we bounce back the next night and we win in a shootout again you know like oh that's that's good so right. with florida we take three out of four you yeah. know 
not horrible, especially given the way that things were kind of going, the, the way that we were playing, yep. in my opinion. That, it's not, it's not one that we wanted to split. We didn't want to split three and three with them because we also gave them one. I think we gave them two. We should have won in regulation, obviously, in both of them. So we should have had four points coming out of there. We'll take three, but we obviously we gave them three as well. Absolutely. You know? And that's, a, that's the thing we haven't touched on yet, and a really great point is all of these games now are four-point games, right? So if you're winning, you're getting two points and taking two away from somebody else in your division. Yep. And that's so important. That's why that's just why every game is just so important. It's in like a small when you're, season. you know, in it's a just small like, season. Yeah. When we're rolling through in our divisional in our in our playing a team in our division normally in the NHL when we're running through the Metropolitan Division, it's like, all right, it's a division game, it's big, it's a four point game, and you kind of forget that now it's like well shit, every game yeah, is a four point game. Four point game yeah. So Big games. Uh, we take three out of four. Uh, Florida also does the same. So eh. we'll chalk that one up as a wash. We go to Chicago the next night, though, and we won two to one. Again, I wasn't overly impressed, you know, again. But, hey, we pulled Eric, it Robinson, out. Eric Robinson was a light to me in that game. Had yep. a nice, finally finally gets a little, you know, reward for his play because he has been playing. Oh, yeah. At least, I mean, at least he's noticeable when he's out there on the ice. You know, he's flying up the ice. He He does struggle a little bit. Uh, kind of carrying the puck and maybe generating some offense while we're in our offensive zone. But, and I, I don't know, because that's to me, it's like when you watch it, it's like, why doesn't he play like 15 minutes a game? He's he's, right. he's getting like seven, eight, you know? And it's just like, throw he's, him up st- there. he's still a one trick pony at this point. He doesn't have, a, he doesn't right. have, uh, you know, the best shot in the world, but. You know, it, it's hard to keep a guy like that off the ice. That's yeah, that's because that with the rest of our play, that's a really valuable trick for that pony. One hundred percent. You know, the value that we can get out of that, if we can make those shots for him happen on a consistent basis, you know, I think it pays off. Yeah, he's he's played really well. Bjorkstrand had one in that game too. We hold off, get the win in regulation against Chicago. Again, not not like too thrilled about, but hey, we'll take it. You know, but then. Sunday night, Chicago beats us in regulation, and again we just our offense stayed home. Our offense stayed home. We couldn't score goals, three to one. But then, hey, all right, we've pulled out those four games. We've got what one, three, five points out of those four games that we played those four. So it's not like it's not too bad. I'm not like jumping through hoops and anything. I'm not like super excited, but and it's, I think it's based just because about on the way that we played. We weren't like, we haven't we haven't put together a game where I'm just like, damn, okay, that we was did, a great win. The per, the not word, yet, except for that one against Tampa, we looked really good. We were one five to but two. What but what we saw is those are two of of the, the worst teams in our division, probably. And um, you know, it's like we split with both of them. They got two, we got two. They got three, we got three. Yeah, we didn't gain anything. Right, you're not gaining anything here, and that's so important. Like we've just said, because every game is a divisional game. You got to prevent the other team from getting points. So, yes, but, sir. But then, hey, we, we we roll in last night, first game against Dallas uh, at home, and this is um, to, as to be expected. Everybody was really excited about this game because, hey, Patrick Laine is making his his debut as a Columbus yep. Blue Jacket, and Dallas has been on a tear. Oh, they've been lights out. It's been their first pretty game, crazy. I forget, but I was like. Because in our fantasy league, I was, like, waiting for Dallas to kind of get started. And their first game, like, Joe Pavelski had, like – or they had, like – they were, like, five of seven on the power play. 
their first game, I was like, Jesus, God. Like, I would just – I would kill for something like that, you know? And Joe Pavelski has been a big part of the way that they've been playing offensively and especially on the power play. Uh, Rupe Hintz, Alexander Radulov, Jamie Benn. I mean, you go down the list. This this is a team that went to the Stanley Cup final last year, yep. and they sure as hell looked like it last night. Uh, you know, they, they were all over Columbus early, and you, you could just tell kind of in the first two periods, I feel like Columbus really didn't have any business being on the ice with Not them last night. close. We played better down 5-2 than I think we played all season. They kept the momentum going throughout the whole entire game until like the last 10 minutes we started actually getting something going without giving it all up. Because we scored, and then we're like, all right, all right, 2-1. We scored, we scored twice, kind of, you know, in the third there. That Well, no, made, I was talking oh, yeah. about before that. Like, we, It looked like we were, might get some momentum going. It was 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, all right, we're back. And they then literally we, you blinked, you missed it, because yep. they put one immediately straight into the goal. And then it's just like. <sighs> yeah, Jones finally wind, puts one out on of the, the board sails. on the power play on a nice shot yep. from, the, from the point. Yep. Uh, and then you're right, you know, you blink and you miss Jamie Ben's next goal for for Dallas, and they go up three one, and they just they didn't look back after that. Well, here's the here's the thing though is, so they get they get another two, and Corpus Salo, to me in my in my opinion, he's not to blame. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't think he partic- he was p- playing particularly well last night. You know, he gives up that I think it was either the fourth or the fifth goal, the one. From below the goal line, mm-hmm. that Radulov, I think, or or Foxa kind of tapped in like from under his pad or something. Yeah, he it behind yeah, the goal. Threw, threw it from piddled the side around, yeah, and then the guy was right there. That's one that Corpy, you can't like, you can't have those. But yeah, Elvis, Elvis, and, and Torts had mentioned he was like, I don't necessarily think that Corpy's play was all that bad, but I just couldn't let him keep getting beat up like that. Absolutely, you know, yeah, because that yeah. that'll just I'll just boggle you. So he, he pulled him right. He pulls Corpy after five. Thought it was a good move uh, because you got to at that point. I mean, yeah, and, yep. and then they didn't. We didn't. They didn't score again. You know, Elvis. They well, they did. They didn't score on a goalie again. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they didn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You're right. Yeah. As right. long as we had. As long score, as Elvis, they didn't score on Elvis. Elvis yep. stayed strong. He played all right. I, yeah. I, I don't think he was particularly great, but again, he played good enough to for us to like at least get some more momentum going into the third period. Yeah. And then I I thought we finally like we kind of saw a little bit of light there in. The third period, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had Kukin's goal. Yep. Right? Which, which was a oh nice shot God. from yeah. the point again. Uh, and that segment there, I texted Hooch about it during our – or in the group chat. I think you guys might have seen it too. Oh, it was yeah. like that whole stint there, we had the puck in our zone for like a solid minute, maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. It was excellent. Maybe it was, it was some of our best play. You, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the best – this is the best I've seen us play. Yeah. yeah. That goal was probably the best five-on-five performance that we've yeah. had so far this season. Between puck so. control and everything. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. you took the words right out of my mouth when you <laughs> when you said it in the group chat because I literally looked at Tour. I was like, this is the best we've looked all season, especially this game. Yeah. And then, boom, it wasn't two seconds after I said that. You dinged, and then, boom, we put one in. And, right. like, it was good bam, shot. bam, bam. It was a good shot. Good movement from everybody. Who assisted on that goal? I can't even remember. Let me look here real quick. On which goal? On the on the on last Kukin, on Kukin's goal because because the play was from uh, yeah it was from Gregorenko and and Gavrikov. Yes, and and that was a really really impressive goal f- and you know it, it kind of like made me realize I was like or not realize but it kind of gives me a, a little bit of hope moving forward as as Line a gets himself comfortable 
uh, kind of like based on the way he played. And we'll talk about that, obviously, a little bit later or coming up here in a second. But with the way that they've started to kind of maybe get their them, their feet underneath them in that in that third period, I thought they played I thought they played decent. And it's a it's a decent way to uh, to end that game, I think. Yeah, Gregorinko had a nice wraparound goal. So, you know, we'll we can it. definitely beat him. Uh, I mean, we're going to play, uh, what's his name, Kadobin? Is that how you pronounce it? I, I don't know if he's playing. He, he, very, he probably is, yeah. I would say they're uh, going to do the back and forth goalie t- thing like most teams are doing. But, um, yeah, we're going to have to bring our A game. That's for sure. We're going to have to play like we played at the end of that. And, and it's a good uh, – it's something to bring up with, you know, Patrick Laine. Um, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be a good player for us because, I mean, he came in – absolutely straight off of injured reserve hasn't played since uh the first game in january january 14th we looked up right yeah yeah january 14th was his only game this year so he really hasn't played since last year comes off does one walk or skate through or is that what you call it skate around they have a morning skate yeah yeah, he does morning skate comes out and plays comes out and he looked all right you know He, he skated he was you could definitely tell he was a little gassed a little out of breath but that's to be expected you well, know? yeah, they said he was go- he was going to they were going to ease him into it. And then he comes out there he and played pl- like 21 minutes. Yeah, he played, I think, the most. Yeah, the most for any offensive player. I think Torts, 20 minutes. Was, I think Torts is doing that, though, because he needs to get back in shape a for little sure. bit. And he's just like use it as a conditioning. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they don't have time to there's not enough time for practice and camp and stuff. You know, it's like you get a guy like this. How are you going to condition him? You're going to play games. Yeah, well, you're going to play 21 minutes a night these first couple games probably and we're gonna we're gonna get you back in shape here pretty soon because yeah it's hard to do that when you're just sitting out you know you can ride a bike and you can run if you want to but it's like and and it's just not the same as game conditioning and it's another good thing because obviously you need game reps you need reps with the team and you know Mm -hmm. when you're losing that bad why pull them you know let them get out there and play with these guys and see if we can get something going with that um, obviously, he's going to have practice today. See see how he fell. You know, just getting more reps. Just getting yeah. into the offense. Get more comfortable. Yes, especially on that power play, man. He was he's out there in that first his first shift on the power play, and he Ooh, he was so exciting. It was so exciting <laughs> when I seen so it. Exciting. But man, is he's out there and he's just like fuck it. First try, man. First first shot. I'm ripping one, dude. And he and did, he, and he did, and one of the Dallas guys blocked it. And then he was oh down, and he's missing. He like a, broke he's his blasted his kneecap. Yeah. So shattered. Even it. though the shot got blocked, I'm like, okay, damn, that had to hurt. So <laughs> he put yeah. some sauce on that he shot. Some sauce That's for sure. One final thing I want to bring up about. <laughs> I did it too. So. He hit us with the Wayne's World. <laughs> the Wayne's World countdown going into the intro. <laughs> And we just couldn't keep our composure. One final thing I want to bring up about Patrick Laine is the way he was passing the puck last night, right? Because he looked good doing it. He had it in the first period. He threw one. In traffic, even. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Through the whole damn team. Yeah. Through the, across the, from the entire opposite side of the offensive zone, he throws yep. one from the left side to Cam Atkinson, kind of going towards the net on the right side. And what do you know, right? Cam, it, he just loses it on the stick. He, it. I mean, Line puts it right on the tape, and Atkinson doesn't even get a shot off on that pass. He, it, the puck bounces over his stick, and he loses it, and it goes around the goal, and it just didn't even amount to. And literally, it didn't even amount to a shot on net. And it's just like, 
That's what worries me like a little bit about this line. We pay him $10 million a year to do that. We, pay we, don't, pay ten, we don't pay him $10 million. Atkinson? Yeah, whatever. Like six. Know. But yeah. That's like $10 million. That's like $10 million in any <laughs> other league in the world. Yeah. That's like $10 yeah, million. You, can pay, you can pay me half that to produce nothing. Yeah, I'm it was saying, almost like a, that pass. He was almost like, oh, man, I didn't think this was going to get here. Now what do I do? Cam? Yeah, no, yeah. I. Yeah, absolutely. That's what. I, that's what. I shouldn't. As they get used to playing with Patrick Line, maybe hopefully this becomes a lot better, and the and the guys are under able to understand, you know, where the puck's going to be coming from, and and all of that stuff. Panarin was a great passer, and Atkin, that's the last time Atkinson played well. Was playing with a guy like him, and I think yeah. maybe uh, you know Torts thought like maybe he can rekindle that fire with like uh, an excellent because he's not just an excellent goal scorer. Obviously, he's really damn good at just offense. Like oh, yeah, being an offense, he's had. Hella assists. I mean, he's had sixty points, and you know, twenty to twenty-five to thirty of those have always been goals. So he's had you know thirty, thirty-five, forty assists every year. So he's a fantastic facilitator of the puck. We saw it in action last night. Um, I just hope that I hope everybody learns how to play with him well. You know, because I'm worried. One of the things I get like kind of worried about is like we have this mega superstar kind of on our team now, like this immaculate goal scorer who is known for literally his incredible skills in putting the puck in the back of the net. And then it's like, but he's got to play with Cam Atkinson and like Max Domi. And it's like, who's he going to pass to? And who's, who's going to pass him the puck? You know, like who the hell is going to give him any sort of a really good pass? Now, now you know, we do have some guys, but it's like book hasn't been showing it, but I think Max Domi has been playing a lot better. You know, he's, he's, I feel like you're right. The the best way to describe that is it's not going to be on the stat sheet because his his play is kind of like uh, I don't know a, a little bit more positional yeah and what he needs to be doing. I I think I just yell shoot it way less when he because usually when he's open he'll take that, that could shot be because he and or because he's losing the puck in the offensive zone maybe could but be. I I've so, seen him hit a couple. Well, he had a goal on a one timer right yeah right on, power on the, play goal yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I he's mean, got a shot. Yeah, yeah. and may, I, that, I think that's just what it I is. Think, I, I, I think, think they'll figure it out. I hope Tortorella can figure out, you know, who's going to play well with line A because that is going to be ultimately probably you know one of the most important things for this team moving forward is how can we optimize Patrick Line A by not just throwing. We can't just so all right throw him on the first line and like top, our other top guys are going to play with him. We've got to find this. We've got to find this gel with him. You know, try to get him comfortable and. So that's a good that's a good segue into uh, maybe. So answer me this with your unlimited hockey knowledge. So unlimited. It's unlimited. There's a vast amount, and I just want to know, like, <laughs> what would it take for both of our best players that are playing right now to play together? So I mean, like, Patrick Line is is obviously our best offensive player, and uh, Bjorkstrand's second. Yeah, second. And, you and, can, they played, and, and they played and Texier they played Texier too, you know. Yeah. Texier in the middle, Line A on the left, Bjorkstrand on the right. Let's try it, right? That's what you're telling me. I mean, I would think that that sitting would be as, my first. as a fan's perspective, I you know we're sitting here like, yeah, why the fuck aren't we doing something right. like that? Yeah. But okay, I'm glad I'm glad other people are because I mean, and Eric Robinson too. We've we've talked about Eric Robinson's performance a little bit too. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, the kid is like flying up and down the ice, and he has a nice little goal in Chicago. And he's only playing eight minutes a game. Yeah, you know we don't know why we don't we can't like read towards his mind. Maybe he's maybe he sees things differently than obviously he sees things differently than we do. 
Otherwise, we'd For be show. coaching the Columbus Blue Jackets. But it's like, or no, we would just see text. Maybe see we we a, would just see text line A and Bjorkstrand on the same line if they to, thought like that. Right, so. uh, sixty minutes a night. Just <laughs> you three guys go out there every single night. Say, do you guys remember? Let's talk real quick about going back just real quick about that uh, Chicago game because we lost three to one. But do you remember those goals? Merzlikens giving those goals up from behind. Oh the net. yes, yes. Why not? And I, two and I, of them. Yeah, and I think we saw that difference last night. If you paid attention, Elvis was not getting out of that blue. Not he did. He, uh, did. he, did. he, he still did. does. He still does. Not. I don't know. I think he was a little bit more hesitant though. Could be. I don't think you saw. Oh, man, I don't think you're gonna see that. But I, even I since not. last That's season, his game. That's his game. And even Torch said that after the game. He's like, he's like, it's his game. I he hope. Dry, he, I hope he doesn't. Like get he, scared because he, he drives that's me nuts lead. doing it though as a fan. <laughs> well, it's because we, it. we're so used to watching Bobrovsky play. Well, we have been accustomed to watching right. Bobrovsky play, and if he's going back there to play the puck, I first of all, it's if Dallas is completely on the other side of the ice, yeah, and there's not a Dallas player in sight, he's yeah. going back to play the puck, right? Otherwise, if he touches the puck in any way whatsoever, that shit was getting covered, yeah. And it, I when you start to watch that. And then you contrast that with kind of the way that Elvis plays the puck. You're just like, whoa, okay, yes, very different, very aggressive. And even the way he plays generally, he plays plays way out of the net, comes out really aggressive. Oh, yeah. He goes back behind the net to play. Even when there's three Dallas guys, you know, bearing down on the forecheck, he's out there trying to make a play. So, But, hey, man, it came back to bite him in the ass twice the other night. And he admitted it after the game. You know, he's like, 100% my fault. Like, No, you got to say it like he does. I can't. That's. Is, that, I don't think you're allowed to do those kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, he is. So, he is one of the, my favorite interviewers. Oh, uh, he's fantastic. He is. He is. He's funnier than shit, man. And you know, but he was. He was being real when he was. When he was saying it, he was like, "Yeah, these are my fault. You know, this can't happen. Uh, I'm still going to play my game." Yeah, you know? he did say that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I. I appreciate that. You know, because you can't. You can't be scared. Shooters got to shoot. You know, in the NBA or in any other sport, right? If you're going cold or you mess up. How do you fix it? You get right back out there and you keep you keep shooting, you know. And so he's going to get well, right back uh, out there and he's going to keep playing his game. Well, Mr. Locon, I mean, you were pretty good at basketball, and I would say one of the better things you were good at was probably shooting free throws for being uh, the big man on the team. Yeah, big men. Are big, we are we bringing up my my basketball career? Yeah, because on our I hockey mean, podcast. But because I mean, like, did you ever like think like a game where you had a bad night shooting free throws? You're like, man, I'm just not going to be aggressive anymore. I'm just going to no, absolutely not. Man. Never out of him. You can't. We you all can't. grew up watching Mr. Locon play basketball as well. He's a legend. We all graduated. You together. may not know legend. this. He's a, he's a legend. Damn, what can I say? He's a damn legend. Yeah, we're all twenty-five plus years of being but, together. But I'm a legend now for this podcast. Yes, uh, and that's, that's he's what, carrying it over. Continuing his legend the, status. the legend status. Yes, but um, yeah. I mean, you can't stop what you're good at. You can't be scared of something like that. You can't. You know, you you can't do it. So enough about the past, right? We've talked about Elvis and his problems that he had against Chicago. Let's jump in now and talk about the present, right? Well, what happened today? Well, we get word that Columbus Blue Jackets have sent Nathan Gerby to the Monsters, so he's going to Cleveland. One of and our boys. One of our boys. Pour one out. You know we give him some man in the cannon love. Oh, for sure. Love him. <clears throat> but who else, man? Who else? Liam Foodie. Foodie, yeah. Sent down to the taxi squad today. I think, it's like, I think one of our best performers outside of the stat sheet. Yeah, fast. He's playing He's straight to the puck. Yeah. Three points or three assists. I mean, and he's flying up the ice. I'm, I think he I just does, don't understand I think he does how you can look better. at his game 
yeah. and decide that he's the one that gets sent to the taxi squad. Yeah. I mean, we, why not Riley Nash? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing different positions right now, so it might jack things up a little bit. If you sent, we'd have to work. We'd have to work Nick probably back into or, the center. Or Tex, yeah, or Nick Felino. He was playing center the other night too, but or Texier, or even we could move Jenner back to the center if we have to. And Jenner's playing well. Oh yeah, but it's like, how can you decide to send Foodie down based on the way that he's been playing? When, why not like you know Riley Nash? Or here's the biggest argument. Here's my thing about it. This week is like, I'm trying not to make this a complete hatred podcast of Cam Atkinson. Yes, but it's is. like yes, he is. <laughs> you're right. Yes, I am. But it's like why why not send Cam Atkinson down to the taxi squad? Why not sit him for a few games, make him think about the way that he's been playing hockey, and and then you know give uh, Liam Foodie a chance to play a little bit more. Just he's a young kid. He's a first round pick. He's been playing in the league for like twenty games total. And you know you got to give this kid a chance, especially with the way that he's been playing recently. Yeah. yeah. And that could be what lights the fire under Cam's ass. Absolutely. You yeah. know? He did it he did it uh or Torts did it uh I think like the year before, a couple years ago. Can't remember, but he sat him, scratched him for like two games and he came back and he had like twenty five goals and like thirty assists. I mean he's it tends to Sometimes that's the that's the way that you got to do business, you know. I, is it a business move with Riley Nash though? Because I feel like I feel like he's the odd man out. I mean, just because you know, there's not a good, there's nothing about the 2021 season that says Atkinson should be not the one sent down. To be honest right. with you, but. I don't know if he it's has, a business thing with like, but Nash. With Nash I mean, like he he had a baby the other day. That's true. Give him some time off, dude. Why yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you're right. Hey, you're hey, so you right. Hey, you had a baby. Congratulations. You are now not on the active roster. You're right. You might, when, you don't, when you word it that way, it sounds bad. But when you word it, he just had a baby. Give him some time off to spend with his wife. It sounds a little bit better, in my opinion. You know, why don't we just roll with that instead of you're fired? <laughs> <laughs> sounds much better giving it's a different, time off. It's a but, different wording. It's just in the fine print, like, this means you're fired. <laughs> but, no, here, here's, but, my, I mean, here's my thing, though. It's like, it's just, I keep, I'm going to keep going back to my idea of sitting Cam Atkinson on the bench. I, I, it doesn't have to be for the whole season. I'm not saying, like, to get rid of his ass or anything, but I'm just saying, like, based on performance and the way that professional sports are played, you, you can play – if you give results, right? Like that's the num that's the number one thing. And he's yeah. not scoring goals. Yeah. He's not he's not facilitating the play whatsoever in any way. Sten so, Stenland's better. Stenland's played better. Stenland's, and so and so he's been activated to as of today, correct? He's yes. off of the IR. Yeah. So he'll be back. Possibly that's the other thing is why we could send Riley Nash down if we if you want to mix things up a little bit, you know. Send Riley Nash to the taxi squad and, and give Kevin Stenlin a chance down the middle, maybe on the third or fourth line. I don't see why that why you can't do something like that. But to send Liam Foodie down, I'm just like, yeah. And it's thank just, God it wasn't Eric Robinson. Can you like that's the thing because that's the he's played so well this last weekend it, yeah. it couldn't have been Eric Robinson. No, uh -uh. but that's You're, the thing I'm is glad, like is there's fine. just so many Jackets players right now that we could justify. Moving down, yeah. that it's abysmal. Like we right. we need to be having a problem of like okay, who we gonna put in? Yeah, this is an issue. Who, yeah. who can we? Who are we gonna try to get up on the first line? Right, you know, we need to be having that conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, Not, let's look at instead of picking squad. eight guys to go to the taxi squad. Well, the line rushes this morning were was 
Line A, Domi, and Tex. I like that. I like I, it too. I like that. I like that first line. What are your thoughts on it? Because well, I, I, here's my thing with it: is like, why not throw Roslovic up there? Right. He's I don't play, know. He's played with Line A for a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's, he knows the way that he plays. They both kind of feel a little familiar with each other. Why not give Roslovic some time up there at the top? Uh, but you're you're so right, and that's the great great segue into what we're going to talk about next is the line rushes today. But Domi in the middle of that top line with Texier on the right and Line A on the left, I don't mind it. I don't I don't hate that idea. My thing with Max Domi, the way that he's been playing so far, is just like he's kind of he seems uh, sporadic to me. He yes. loses the puck in the offensive zone a lot. Um, he's he's got the best intentions. He's trying to make plays. Yeah. He's trying because nobody else out there. Think is. He's trying like too hard. He's like, the only one who can. Is he? Yeah. You know? He's the only one who's out there who's got some sufficient ability to try to like maybe weave through a couple guys. And so he's trying, but he has the tendency to kind of lose the puck a little bit when he does that. It's probably because nobody else is scared of anybody else bringing the puck in. That's true. That is could be also very true. And if he's playing with somebody who also can bring the puck in and also somebody else who can honestly bring the puck in, that's kind of dangerous. And that should be our I think that should be our our what we look at in the power play too. Those are three guys that I think we can get into the zone. So even if we do lose the the freaking face off, we we still have a chance to bring the puck in and get some shots off before yeah. we yeah. have to change. Yeah, because you were timing it the other night, right? Line A on his first shift on the power play. How long did it take us to get into the zone? Sixteen seconds, baby. Sixteen seconds. How long does it normally take us to get into the zone? At sixteen seconds, we're usually behind the goal, still <laughs> yeah. passing it back yeah, and it takes forth us a good between forty-five to seconds. Oh, yeah. we can even get yeah. it through the neutral zone. And and usually it's out in three. And then we're doing it all over again, and then we're almost done. So the way the line has been playing on the left side, you know, it excites me, and it excites the way that I think our power play can go, because uh, because that's one thing that just. But I think it's going to take him. It's going to take a complete shift in how we play the power play, you know. Yes, absolutely. And I it think has to. But I think he's the one that that has us make that shift in how we change. It has to run through Patrick Line. Yeah, like everything that we try to do has to deal with. Everything that we should be trying to do on the power play should deal around giving him the puck. Yeah. Whether it's for a shot or he comes in for a shot and he fakes one and he slides one across the zone for somebody on the right circle like Texier. Yep. Or Bjorkstrand. And that involves not just dumping it, it in every single time. Right. Because time and time again, that we see that that's what our power play is. We get the puck. We spend eight or ten seconds behind our own goal. We go to move it up. We just dump it in, and I don't. I've never understood why they go. We've got control of the puck, so let's give up control. They'll, of the puck. they'll skate into the into and, the blue line, and there will only be one guy in front of them. I, Jones, perfect example was Jones last night. I want you know he skates up to the blue line. There's only one guy in front of him playing D on him, and he still dumps it deep. And yeah. it's just like, I get it. He's a defenseman. He kind of needs to play back, so just get the puck in the zone. He's one of the best at carrying the puck into the zone right. as far as defenders. Like, he is so try. good at it. Like, try to bring it into the right. zone and make a, He's make one a of play. The, in the power play, like, last year, he was one of the only ones besides, like, Pierre-Luc Dubois that would bring the puck actually into the zone by by skating with it. And it just, like... Right, that's what we need. That's, that's, that's going to be, I think, one of the best additions to our power play is the way that Line is going to be able to carry the puck... Into the zone. And not waste time. We need to get he, he, shots off. He might off. pass it right away, but he's such a good puck handler and, and he's got great hands that you're not gonna you're not gonna run the risk of 
of really losing the puck as soon as you as soon as you enter into the zone. So him being able to carry the puck into the zone on the power play is something I'm really excited to watch, and I'm really excited to look forward to. That second line we're rush, rushing this morning was Jenner, Koivu, and Felino. Like that line too. Koivu's moving up to the second line already. You know, uh, I don't hate it. He's played really well. Yes, he has. He's got a couple goals or one goal too. I think he's got two. I think he. I think he's got two goals. He's got some assists too. And some assists. He's played well. You know, yeah. he looks. He. he to me, like when I've watched, what the one thing I was nervous about watching him at the beginning of the season was his legs. I was like, is he one still going to be assist. able to skate? One goal, okay. one assist. One and one, okay. So He's plus one, though, not, not which, is, which is hard, which is hard on the Blue Jackets. Plus one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seth Jones is minus ten for reference. Yeah. So, oh, Jesus Christ. And so is Zach Werwinski. Oh, my God. That's uh, a problem sorry, when you're negative, best defensive. Negative nine. Yeah, let's I'm get sorry, to the positive. Let's get to the positives here. Gregorinko, Nash, Bjorkstrand on the third line. Bjorkstrand's moving down already, dude. I don't think that these that are just rushes, and we're making we're probably right. making too big a, too big a deal about it. These are just kind of what happened through the the walkthrough and the, the the morning skate this morning. But is he overthinking this? Putting Bjorkstrand with probably our worst, worst offense, our worst centerman. Uh, Gregorinko has been playing good though. <sighs> or is he using right, it to prop okay. up that line? Maybe I don't, I you don't know? need that. We consider- don't need that. Well, could be. Tor's, Tor's got a point. I mean, it could be. Maybe Bjorkstrand <laughs> he's gives the leg. Nash the juice that he needs. I, I don't think or, it's Or he gives, like he gives Nash the guy that he can pass it to to score. That's true. On the third line. Could be. Now, now, right. we have, now we have a solid guy on the third line instead of it just being a piss poor showing of our third line that they can go out and skate around and try not to let a goal get scored on them before – our next line comes out, and we do another shift. Now, these are just the line rushes this, I just, this morning. Right. So we'll, we'll still have another morning skate tomorrow. We'll see yeah. how this changes. Because with the fourth line, we got Robinson, we got Roslevic, and we got Atkinson. Hey, I'm all for Atkinson on the fourth fucking line. Okay, finally. Hey, finally we're kind of seeing some, some of Torts saying, listen, Cam, you know, now again, this is just morning, <laughs> morning rushes. <laughs> It could change very well as of tomorrow, but it's like today. It's like Cam, I, I'm uh, I'm putting you on the fourth line this morning with uh, the new guy Roslevic and and Eric Robinson. You know, I it's funny. I look at that line, and I'm like, that could be a good line, and it's our fourth line. Yeah, so, uh, you know, maybe maybe that line gets out there. It's a fast line with Roslevic and Robinson. Both of those guys can skate well. Atkinson's Atkinson's uh, he's okay. He he's skates honestly, okay. He's honestly really sneaky because he he. He gets a lot of shorthanded goals because he gets out in front and with two other guys that can catch up to him. You know what I'm saying? Because he yeah. does he does get sneaky with his, uh, you know, poke it and, and get out in front because he's really not a very good defender because he gets that really only comes in handy on the power or on the penalty kill. Right. Because he ain't doing that five on five. No, he can't carry the puck on his own like that. It's nope. just uh, it's a waste of time. Yes. And he's too small. Somebody sneezes on him and he falls down. So, again, we're trying not to make this a Cam Atkinson hate podcast, but Cam, we need you to score some more goals, buddy. Come on, please. I'm well, begging you. I, yes. We would much rather turn this into a, a Cam Atkinson stand cast. Stand cast. You know. I love it. Um, but until then. Last year, I was, your, I, I was literally your biggest fan while everybody was shitting on you, and this is how you repay me in 2021. Oh, I was literally on your side when Mr. Locon 
is just <laughs> shitting on you because you were, didn't have a good season last year. And I was like, well, we'll just wait. Just, just listen to Hooch, the positive vibes. Yeah. Send me some of that positive energy over this way. I don't have any more. I lost oh, it. That's it. All that's, all, that's all it is. Marinsky, Jones, but let's, let's think about, let's think about this. Maybe this, is, maybe this is the step. This is a step that maybe needs maybe. to be taken, and that's what you were talking about. But uh, let's get to the defenders. Marinsky, Jones. Okay. That's our first pairing. It, yeah. it has not been good enough this year so far. No. Minus 19. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Well, 10. 9 and 10. 19's you can't say that because it's like adding, right. adding them together. Yeah, because they play together a lot, so a lot yeah. of those it's are bad. the same. It's yeah. bad either yeah. way. Gavrikov, Savard, though, man, they have not been playing well either. I can't say like I'm too – the backbone and the, our identity as a team of playing solid in our own zone – is in shambles right now. Yeah. And that if we if we don't have that, if we don't have that foundation of of playing solid defense in our own zone, how how can we expect to win any games at all, you know? Yep. We're not going to outscore teams. Yeah, oh yeah, we don't have the offense to outscore. We have to beat them with sound defensive play, solid goaltending, and hopefully we can squeak in three or four goals and beat somebody 4 to 3 or 3 yep. to 2. Those are the kind that's Blue Jackets hockey and that's the kinds of games that we are going to win. So, well, Kukan threw one in the other night. Kukan and Delzato. You know, Delzato's looked okay. He, he was hot at the beginning of the season. He had some our, assists, but... As far as plus minus, our best line. Delzato, our best pairing, really? Yep. Delzato's number one with six, and number two is Kukan with four. Plus four. Excellent statistics. I mean... They're uh, playing solid defense, at least. Yes. You know? Kukan had a shot that finally actually hit the goal and went in. It was pretty cool. You know, he's that was a great a couple, shot. He had a great shot against. You remember it was that game where I was watching in your living room against Boston when we played Boston in the playoffs. He had that shot from the point in uh, game five. And I almost guarantee this was the it was time. A game, that it, was I, a, it was the goal that tied it up. Yes. And, and then, like twenty seconds later, Pastor they come in on a two on one, like Pasternak scores, and it was game over. But it's like he yeah. tied the game for us real quick. And I think I was shit. I, I think I was shitting on him too. Like right before that, like how I was like, man, he's just, he's just not good. He's not bad. He's just bleh. and then boom, he he's blasts skilled. One. He's got some skill to him. I think so. I, I like I've, I like him and Delzato. I like the way that they've been playing together. So I think um, keep that rolling. That's the kind of defender depth that we're used to. We're just not used to the top lines shit in the bed all the time. Right. So Bjorkstrand, let's just talk real quick about Bjorkstrand. Just, I want to mention, because we got this segment that we're trying out. I think we've done it before. Have we done what the hell is icing before? We've done what the hell is icing before. One time. Correct. So this is, we're going to explain a weird kind of thing that happened in the game that maybe not a lot of people understand or try to allude to some of the strategy that may go along with something that happens during the game. So if you'll remember, last night against Dallas, Bjorkstrand, pucks bouncing, I think late in the third period when it's – or no, it might have been in the second period. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. The puck's bouncing. The game was a blur, the game basically. The was, was a disaster. But we, we showed some life late in that third – anyway, puck's bouncing. Bjorkstrand tries to smack one, right, on a, on a bouncing in our own offensive zone, and he miss, whiss, misses, whiffs on the puck, and his stick comes up and hits the dude right beside – the Dallas dude right beside him in the face. And he instantly starts bleeding all over the ice. We get a double minor, right? Double minor penalty. So let's go over the double minors. Well, let's and go, the rule. Let's and the over, rule. Let's go over the penalty first. Yeah, the rule. So because usually on a follow through, on a shot, you're a, 
that's not a penalty. Like if you follow through on a shot and hit somebody high with your stick, that's not high sticking. Thing with this though is we were reading the rule is a wild whack at a puck that's bouncing and you don't make contact with it and then you follow through and hit somebody in the face, that it, is gonna be high that's gonna be called for high sticking. So that's why it's a judgment call basically. It really is. It, it mean, depends on if you hit the puck, basically. Yeah. If, it, it would have to come down to whether or not you actually make contact with the puck. Because if you do make contact with the puck, you could t- call it a shot, you know? And then that follow-through is, is, is negligible. It's legal. Right, it's legal. But they scored on that. So the, the double minor, because this is what brought it up, they score in that first segment, that first two minutes of that double minor. Uh, and then so the question is, well, what happens then? Well, it cancels out the first two minutes – Right, and then they just—it's kind of just like having two, two singular minor power plays, as opposed to let's say like you know a, a, a five-minute major power well, play. Well, on a on a regular power play, you get two minutes. If the other team scores, power play is over. Right. So on the double minor, which is the next highest, right? Yes. So that is two consecutive two-minute power plays. Yes. So, you know, once you score, you're on to the next power play. If you don't score through the first power play and you go to the next power play, you don't get to score twice. You're right. done. Yep. Um, and then go ahead and explain. We well, got just the, a five-minute major is like the double. worst. You know, it's like the five minutes is on the whole time. You could score 20 goals on it if you want to. It, it doesn't end. It goes the whole length of the five minutes. So. And it's really hard to get one of those. I think I've only seen like one or two. Yeah, there, there's a few, that, there's a few uh, like really important ones that have actually happened recently. Uh, they, they called one in that Vegas San Jose series in the playoffs like two years ago. I probably didn't watch that. Like San Jose scored like six goals on oh, it. Oh, man. Come back to win. Remember? Yes. They won. They scored like Okay, I did fucking on. watch that. Yeah, wow. That was crazy. So, yeah, that can happen. Um, and that was right at the end of the so game. I just, think that was yeah, the third period, too. It's crazy. Tra- yeah, oh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, maybe shed some light on something that you guys might. The Blue Jackets could never do that. Fuck! Oh my (laughs) God, Jesus! Well, hey, we don't know that. Maybe they can now with Patrick Line. Hopefully, he brings some light. Sixty minutes the the whole time, like you said, and we'll just (laughs) keep them out there. This is Five for Fighting on the Man in the Cannon podcast. So who are we fighting today? I'm going to tell you right now. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Bobby Carpenter was on the radio. We're fighting Bobby Carpenter at Bobby Carpenter. Bobby Carpenter. Blah, 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 blah. Hopefully, I think he's a fan of the pod, too, so he'll probably oh, yeah, listen for to sure. this for sure. Yep. Bobby so, Carpenter, it's on, ask. boy. Bobby was saying something hopefully this morning. He on, come, hopefully, he wants to come on the podcast and discuss. Absolutely. What would be a welcome addition to the pod. Uh, I don't know. We'll go with it because Con- Conley was pretty mad when I told him about this. So what and did he say Conley, this morning? I met Mr. Locon. <laughs> don't sweat so, it. I didn't hear the, the broadcast on 97.1 this morning. So, Hooch, why don't you give me a recap of what Bobby said about the Jackets and their branding decisions on the, on the, on the fan this morning? So he had three big points on the pod, which was, number one, the red jersey's got to go. Um, he's, Boo. He said uh, his wife... I think said that uh, she thought it was the Washington Capitals. He was watching the Washington Capitals. Okay. So uh, number two point he brought up was get rid of Stinger, the fake B, because he the mascot doesn't make sense. And then number three was let's go with the cannon, uh, cream and blue 
jerseys as our home and away, and those are our jerseys. Like the, the alternate ones that we have now? Yes. Yeah. So those are the alternates. Okay, Bobby, this is why I'm fighting you, and I'm throwing down the gloves, and I'm, I'm throwing my left hand out here. I'm grabbing your right shoulder, you know. You're grabbing my right shoulder, and I'm I'm swinging I'm swinging at your face right now. Is I just can't get on board with getting rid of Stinger, dude. Okay, look, it's you're right. Does it make sense? Not really, right? We're the Blue Jackets, but I think somehow in the trans, lost in translation is people thought it would be funny if our ja- if our mascot was a yellow jacket. I don't know. I think that's the reasoning behind having Stinger. But the thing of the matter is, or the fact of the matter is now is like people love Stinger. Okay. Kids love Stinger. I bought my little nieces a little stuffed Stinger, and they love it, you know, for Christmas and those kinds of things. Stinger's a – is he – I mean, is, is he a blue jacket? No, he's a yellow jacket, but who cares? It's like it's hilarious in my opinion. It's like look at Philadelphia's mascot. He's just an orange blue blob. Thing. Gritty. Blue. What is that? Or blue. Scott <laughs> Blue Air. What is blue. It's blue. The Rangers don't blue. We all see it. We all see it. <laughs> blue. <laughs> We all know it. Blue. We all know it. It's a yellow jacket. We all know it. We all know it's Rangers a yellow jacket. Don't even have a mascot. Stinger's great. I don't. I mean, but hey, you want to bring back Boomer? Rangers is could he, have had Chuck Norris. They're the he, Rangers. Is yeah. he is he gritty? No, but is he cringy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring back Boomer? Like, get rid. What about both of them? Boomer, both and of them. Stinger, both, both of them. I both. See, I think Boomer's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I definitely think the Blue Jackets should bring back Boomer, okay? They got rid of him because apparently he looks like a penis with a couple of balls stacked <laughs> underneath it, right? He's a cannon with the wheels, and he shoots <laughs> shit out the top of I his love head. I, uh, I love so it. I love it. I do, too. Like, what? <laughs> Lean into that. Yeah. Own it. It's hilarious. Who yeah. cares? It's do you, so funny. Like, does nobody <laughs> remember what we used to watch as kids <laughs> and how, like, how innuendo-y that stuff was? Oh, yeah. so what, Holy smokes. So uh, being the innocent bystander on this, I, I'm going to uh, We use that term that innocent have, very loosely. I think we have a compromise, do do we not, with with in, on Mr. Lowcon's side? This is side up to it, Mr. Carpenter. I'm not compromising shit. You but, are compromising. Oh, cause you're, both? Yeah, because you want to have both. Just, I'd, be, I'd be cool with both. I don't think we should get rid of Stinger, though. And here's my thing with the with the reverse retro jerseys. Do we kind of look like the Washington Capitals? Kind of. I don't think so because we have the white going down the sleeve. It's not a full red jersey like that Capitals jersey that I see when I think about Alex, Alex Ovechkin. It's, it's, a, it's a hybrid. It's taking some of the, the red that, you know, like this koozie right here. I'm holding it right here in my hand. Yeah. It's on the Ohio's banner. Yeah. We have that red on, in our logo already. We're it, capitalizing on that. It's like Salt Bay. Just kind of sprinkling it on there. We're just getting a little bit on there. Hate, what I'm saying is I don't hate the reverse retro jerseys. I don't think they're great. It. I don't think the Jackets have ever had a really good particular jersey. In the first three I, minutes. My, my belief is that everybody hates the reverse retros just because just of we played like shit recency bias. And yeah. We, yeah, we played like shit with the re- reverse retros on. So, I mean, like, I get it, but... Uh, I think they I look will. I slick. will probably agree with Bobby on the third point, though. I, I do like the the blue on cream jersey. I, I love the alternate jerseys. I like the logo. I love. Them. I like I the, love the logo. Idea. Well. Yep. I don't really like the colors that much. See, I like this blue. I'm a big. I'm a big cream guy. I am not. If we want to take a look, actually, the the back. I, I got a skin for. I bought an iPhone 12 Mini. 
Um, the skin for my phone is actually the alternate. He's a child, basically. Um, See, I, I am. I, I am like a little kid. I love the logo. Over top of it, the star. The aesthetic for me. There's I'm a big no aesthetic red. guy. There's no, no red. red. No red. I don't need any That's red. I, see, I do. I. I think. I, I need no. When you come the with the cream. We found the, we found the reason. But that's it why it's me. alternate. We found Logan's reason. He loves red. He's and big, I do actually do love red. Big too. red guy. It's a, it's a good He's color. He's a big red guy. It pops. It stands out. Yeah. Like to Boom. me, the cream doesn't pop on a jersey. It's smooth, baby. It is smooth. It is smooth. It's Let's just become the Columbus chill again. Let's just... Let's just end it all. See, like, here's, my all here's my thing. Here's my thing. Rebrand I've been saying this for a long time. I do think the jackets need a rebranding of some kind. Let's go back to the chill, Our baby. Our logo is is the banner with us is the Ohio's banner with a star over over top of it, right? Kind of like wrapping yeah. wrapping the banner in a star. Yeah, and it just all that symbolizes to me is a star and Ohio's banner. It's just like it doesn't have anything to do with a we, blue jacket. We took, the, or, we took Dallas Stars emblem and we wrapped an Ohio flag around it and said, "Correct, it's ours." Yep, this is us. I I can agree to an extent with Bobby Carpenter and saying, you know. We but should, you got some Stinger should. jerseys, don't you? With Stinger in there? You know, I don't. I actually, I don't have one of the old jerseys. I I didn't really start buying jerseys till I got really, really into it, which was probably I don't know. I don't even know. Like normally, years kids ago. would buy jerseys, but uh, we're kids. Right? Yeah. We're, still, we're, we're we were saying other though, kids, if Line A scores last night with those reverse retro jerseys, and by we, we he met him. He met him. Yeah. Said before the before the game, <laughs> if he scores, I'm buying. A, I'm him buying and Frank one. were gonna buy jerseys. He's <laughs> like, hey, you guys want to know this? Radio silence. Like, yeah. So uh, Bobby Carpenter, don't talk shit about Stinger. Are you gonna have to? You're gonna have to come answer to the Man in the Cannon podcast. That's all I got to say. We got Dallas again tomorrow night, uh, and then let's see. Let's Huge check game. out the schedule. Kind of moving forward game. here. So the Dallas, uh, and then. And then a back-to-back at home on su- Sunday and Monday against Carolina. The best team in probably the division. One of uh, I would argue Dallas right now. Dallas doing pretty good. They play more games. By point, yes. By points-wise, uh, yeah, Carolina is the best team. They're technically sitting first in our division at the moment. They're 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 good, man. Solid. Yeah. Six we and got one. Some they're six three and one, man. Tough ass games coming up here at home. We got Dallas tomorrow. We got to Jesus. We got to show up for that game. We need to start that game the way that we finished the third period in that last game. You know, I don't know what it is, but like, I f- it's so hard to like. It's gonna be. It's got to be so hard to play in this NHL right now without any fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how do you generate that energy? How do you generate the juice to get ready to play every night? Whoever can figure that out every night is going to be the better team on the yep. ice. And I feel like that's going to be difficult to do against this defending it's Western so, Conference champion in Dallas. It, it's so top-heavy right now. I mean, we've got one, two, three, four teams that only have one or less loss. Right. Florida's got zero. We were excited to get out of the Carolina. Metropolitan Division, and now I'm like, Jesus. It's geez, just it's just, it's just the same thing. Yeah, uh, Vietnam flashbacks right now. <laughs> like, we're just... That meme... Oh, fortunate son plays in the background. <laughs> it's it's not looking good, man. I mean, because we're we in the bottom. Have, we're in the bottom spot of that because we played the most yeah. games and we're still sitting in fifth. Yeah, we got Dallas, two against Carolina. It it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we're in like, the, we're in the oh we shit. We don't pick part. up any points in those games. Uh, season's over. Like, hopefully, we get a good draft spot. I mean, you're. The the title of this episode we we tried to we're, we're trying to make this 
There's plenty of puck to play. Plenty of puck left to play. There's plenty of puck left. Still. Whatever. A lot of puck. There's still a lot of puck. There's still a lot of puck left. Still puck. But it's like, we've got to start winning games, like, now, you know? And you look at the schedule, and it's like, Dallas, two two against Carolina, it's like, Jesus, they got to... They got to come out quick. They got to figure some stuff out and figure out how to how to start racking up some points against some of the best teams in the division. So, otherwise, this season could get ugly quick. But hey, hey, don't we play our best hockey against like the best teams? So, like we came out and our best series this year was definitely against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we do or not. I, I feel like this year we're playing we're playing so much to the level of our opponent that maybe we do play well against. Dallas and Carolina, we step yeah, our games up. because we saw how we played against Detroit. But then Detroit. it's like we go to Chicago for two games after that, and we'll probably play like shit, you know, because we're playing a, yep. a shitty-ass team. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. I'm sure I'm sure Tortorella's got some tricks up his sleeve to we'll, try to get we'll Lyonnais send him, some more looks. We'll and, send him some emails. He doesn't reply. I know he reads them. He, he definitely and, listens to the We pod. get the red receipts. <laughs> he listens to the pod. He's a frequent fan. Leaves um, us on red a lot. Yeah. I don't just know. Just lets don't us know, know he's I there. I really don't know where to go. Um, if We need to steal this one from Dallas. I mean, that's the big thing. That is the near future. They're that probably going to be playing uh, like Anton Kudobin, right? Yes. So, so that, again, another well, uh, I don't know, well-rounded goalie. I mean, he, he took them all his, the way to the Stanley Cup final last year. He got like uh, like 800 wins the other day or something crazy like that. He He's had good. Like, he got his 800th win. I'm like, Judas. That's the please. thing, though, is you mentioned it to me before the game or during it's the game. Bet. It's like, yeah, Dallas is their first game against us. They're throwing us their prospect goalie, you know? Their third. Their third. Basically, they're third. the guy they're running on the third string right now. Yeah, I mean, and he's not going to be on the team when Ben Bishop I feel like we're back. seeing that. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. We're seeing that again. We're seeing, you know, it's been a while since I've had to watch that kind of Blue Jackets hockey where the away team comes into their your building and plays their away goalie or plays their second string goalie. And I can't say I've missed it. You know, it's I mi- I have not missed the uh, aspect of of watching a Columbus Blue Jackets team like that. But hey, man, maybe we can write the ship here coming up. Maybe Line A can get hot. Chalk maybe, it up. Maybe he gets some. We'll leave that game in the past. Because, you know, it's still Dallas. They're still down. They're probably their best goal scorer. They're down their best goalie. Tyler Sagan. And then, you know, let's just come out ben there. Bishop. Yep. Let's, let's come out there and, you know, let's, let's play our game. And I think, we, I think we can win. And we need to play the game like we've been saying. Like, not the same game, but the game that we know we can win. The with. game at the end of that third period there. Right We control there. the puck. Yes. Have some good puck movement in our offensive zone. Clean, crisp passes through the neutral zone. And, and then the, good shots from the point. We have not been getting that. Right. You know, uh, Kukin and Jones and Wierenski, where are, those, where are those shots from the blue line that I need? Right. We need those to come. We need those to be on net, and then we can play off the rebounds. Ops, baby, ops. Let's get the ops. So that's all I got this podcast, baby. So Dallas tomorrow night, boys, I think, you know, I'm hoping we can go in and, and, and perform at a, at a higher level than we did last night. Then we got two against Carolina. Big games coming up, boys. Got to get some points coming out of these. Yeah, we got we to gotta be rolling out of Dallas into Carolina. So we can't be 
We can't be playing around. We no got, sputtering. No sputtering. Yeah, we 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 got to win it in regulation against Dallas, and and we got to get keep that fire rolling into Carolina. Keep that fire Absolutely. rolling. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. You're listening to the Man in the Cannon podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Man in the Cannon. I am at Mr. Locon signing off for the evening. He is very active on the Twitter sphere. So check out our uh, DFS. We will play some DFS tiers. Jump in those contests with us. Yeah, put some skin on it. Let's put watch the, on yeah. It. Yeah, 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 let's, let's play some watch. games, baby. Let's, you, let's put some money. I bet it, I bet it's way more fun if you put the three dollars on there. You'll be a, you'll be amazed at how much you yep. you know. You'll about pay hockey. a lot more attention. All right, buddies. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Evening, boys. Peace. That was the Man in the Cannon podcast. And that sure was a shitty-ass forecast. Trying to bring positive views, but we're singing the blues. Still the best fucking podcast around.